Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. It's none other than your girl, Mel V, back here for another episode of Truth Hurts on the Hustle and Shine podcast. I want to thank you all for tuning in today for our first series for the month of April. And this month, our whole series is based off of our upcoming anthology, anthology, Valid Transparency. Speaking of that, I got to give a happy book anniversary to our second baby, Beneath the Crown, that was released one year ago today. If you have not gotten your copy, you're slipping. So now you got to copy two books. You got to cop the old one and the new one that's coming out April 25th, Valid Transparency. So if you don't have it, go get it. You can get it on our website at www.diamondwriters.com. So as I mentioned, we're kicking off this month with things all valid, all transparent. And so today, my show is going to be called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Some of y'all are like, what does that mean? It's okay to not be okay. Meaning, it's all right if you have a bad day. It means it's all right if you are angry today or sad or depressed or whatever the mood is. It's okay. And we have so much adapted this idea of I can't let people know that I'm not okay. And we walk around at this facade and this, you know, false image of perfection, um, mainly streamed by social media. People have gotten on social media and perpetuate these perfect lives and that everything is great and their marriage is great and their relationship is great and their kids are perfect and their job is amazing. And although some of that may be true at some times, no one nothing and no one is perfect all the time we're just not we're flawed individuals and so today i want to talk about it being okay to not be okay owning that and stepping into that so first thing we're going to talk about is the empty question i know some of y'all are like What does that mean? How can a question be empty? Well, a question can be empty when the basis or the premise behind the questions has no real substance. Um, You're not really seeking an answer. You're not really seeking an explanation. Um, You're just kind of asking as a formality. And for many of us, when we ask someone, how are you? Or how you're doing? Or how have you been? We don't really care, to say the least. And maybe let me not say we don't care. Many times we ask as a formality of conversation. You see someone, you say, hey, how are you? And you kind of just keep going. Hey, how are you? How you been? Great. Okay. So, and you keep going. You don't ask with the intent on them waiting to tell you whether or not they're okay or not. Or asking the question in a manner where they feel like you genuinely want to know how they're doing. Um, You know, we have a lot of these things we do. You know, people sneeze, you say, bless you. You don't really, it's not a conscious effort to do so. It's training. It's formality. You know, it's, it's comfortable. It's what we're used to doing, so we just do it. So we're used to just having, when you see someone, you're supposed to ask, how are you? But the truth of the matter is you're not only supposed to ask, how are they? You're genuinely supposed to wait for them to tell you how they are. And then on top of that, 
when they answer you, you're supposed to listen for whether or not they're answering you in a truth, comfortable and safe space. So oftentimes we know our friends, we know our family, we know their mannerisms, you know, we know their demeanor, we know how they are. And so even in our mind, if we know or sense that something's off, when we ask them, oh, how are you? And they go, oh, I'm okay, or I'm good, or I'm fine. We just hear it and keep going. And we don't stop to be like, are you really? You don't really seem, I know you say you're fine, but you don't seem fine. I know you say you're okay, but you don't seem okay. Um, and then we often don't pay attention to those trigger responses. Like, I'm okay, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm cool. Those are not actually how you're doing. They're, they're not that cool as the temperature. Let's be real. But they're not actually how you're doing. It is the generic response to the generic question that we just ask to pass through conversations. So my first charge in this is that we need to be more accountable and more aware of how we ask someone how they're doing. And when we ask them how they're doing, are we waiting for them to actually tell us how they're really doing instead of hearing the common cliche responses and carrying on with our conversation. So that's the point one, is the empty question. Stop asking the empty question. Put some substance, as they say, put some respect on it. So put some respect on your question. Put some substance in your question. Put some base in your question when you ask it. Because I promise you, if you ask a question with a sincere concern for how someone is doing, their response to your question will be very different from when they know that you're just asking as a formality. So I see that my comments over here are blowing up. So we're going to take a minute and jump over to the comment section. Let's see. Miss Tiara Berry says, so excited about this topic. Thank you, Tiara. I'm, I'm excited too um, because I am guilty of saying that I'm okay when I'm not okay um, because I don't want to feel like I'm burdening someone or because I don't really feel like the person actually cares about how I'm actually doing, they're just asking. So I'm excited about this topic too. Thank you for tuning in. Let's see. Tiffany says, transparent moment, I am not okay today. Tiff, I'm not okay today either, but I'm here. So thank you for being transparent. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being honest with yourself. Um, just know that we love you and care about you. And if, any, if you need any of us, reach out to us. But I hope that you may not be okay today, but that you get better and that your day gets better and so does your week. But thank you for being honest. We need more of this. Shell Max says, I, have, I am actively working on waiting for the answer to my question. That's awesome. Yes, we have to wait and not just wait for the answer to the question. You want to wait for the honest, full answer to the question because people will answer you. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good as an answer. Now, is it a full answer? Is it a truthful answer? Is it a complete answer? Probably not. So um, 
it's not so much just waiting for the answer to the question. You want to wait for the full, whole answer to the question. Let's see who else has something to say. Tiffany says, yeah, it's autopilot. Many times people aren't listening to understand, but only to respond. And most of the time, it's with the generic response. Absolutely. We are moving through our day. It's what we have to do. Hey, how you doing? And it's like, before we could finish the how you're doing, we're already starting the next part of our sentence. So we haven't even given someone space to fill that in with how they're doing. And then for them to return the favor and then ask you how you're doing and for you to then give your full truth of how you're actually doing in that moment. So awesome. So we're going to hop over to our next topic. So first you have the empty question, right? But Outside of just having the empty question, what we also have now is what I like to call the hollow response. So someone has now asked you an empty question, you in response give a hollow response. Hollow. We all know hollow means shallow. It's empty. You know, it's very surface, um, no depth to it. And so many of us give hollow responses. And those were the examples I talked about before. I'm good, I'm okay, I'm straight, I'm alive, I'm here. These, I'm guilty of many of them. Um, I know I have a friend of mine that used to hate it because whenever they would ask me, how are you? My answer is be like, I'm here. Um, and the truth of the matter was that was all I had. Like in that moment, I, I'm here, like that's all I have. Um, but. They were like, I hate that response because in all honesty, it's very hollow. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't tell someone what you need. It doesn't tell someone what you're going through or what you're feeling. So we have to stray away from not only asking empty questions, we also have to stop giving hollow responses. We cannot expect people to know, assume, or guess what we're going through if we are not giving them the details and information. And many of us, get upset so we go through these moments where we give hollow responses and then time goes by and then we get upset and say nobody cares about me nobody knows what i'm going through nobody nobody understands me nobody nobody checks on me but the truth of the matter is they did and that was your window of opportunity to say i'm not okay today's not a good day this is not a good week i'm not in a great space I feel like this. I don't feel like this. We don't do that. Um, I'm guilty of it. A lot of times we feel like you don't want to burden somebody with your troubles or you don't want to feel like you're dumping everything on someone else. But the truth of the matter is, if someone is asking you this question and providing you space to answer, you then only have yourself to blame if you do not express what's truly bothering you in that moment, whether it be with them or within yourself or within whatever. We have to stop giving hollow responses. We are not hollow people. We are people of depth and layers and substance. So we have to provide those answers accordingly. And that sometimes means stopping someone. We have to also check people. When people ask, Hey, how are you? And they keep going and be like, whoa, 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 stop. I can't even get to what you're going to say next because I'm not having a good day today. I'm not in a great space today. And so before I can have any further conversation with you, 
I got to get me together. And the more you start to do that, and the more you start to demand that level of care and concern for you, people will stop asking you empty questions because they'll know, I'm going to ask her this question. I need to wait because she's going to respond. And if she doesn't have anything to say, I'll know. And I won't assume this is just her standard response, his or her standard response. So we have to get away from giving hollow responses to empty questions. Let's see. My brother Mel, our fellow podcasters, if you haven't checked out his podcast, Dear Brothers, Dear Sisters, make sure you go check him out. But thank you, Mel, for tuning in. He says, absolutely, you want the full answer. Absolutely. And yes, we don't always want it. And so what we have to do is, if you don't really want to know, stop asking. If you don't really care about how someone is genuinely doing, don't just ask as a formality. Because after a while, it comes across crude and condescending, and it gives the impression that you don't care about this person. So then you cannot, in return, be upset with them when they don't, in return, share and open up to you. You set the platform. You set the stage for how someone is, for the level of vulnerability that someone will give to you by what you present and show up with. And so, yes, we do want the full answer. Tima says that was definitely a response, but that was loaded. It was. It was my. It, I'm here was my go-to response. <laughs> there was nothing more. It was. How you doing? I'm here. How was your day? I'm here. How's your week been? I'm here. <laughs> um, but there were there were certain people around me that called me on that and would be like, "All right, what does that mean?" What does that mean you're here? Like, everything's here. The trees are here. The grass is here. The garbage is here. The car is here. Everything's here. But what does that mean for you? And then I had people who just kind of took it and just kept it pushing and never checked to be like, all right, that's her answer all the time. Like, we, we, haven't, we haven't progressed from I'm here to I'm okay, good, something else. Um, they didn't ask. And so, needless to say, a lot of those friendships and relationships have dwindled because it's like, do you really care about me? Do you really want to know? And then not only do you want to know, why do you want to know? Do you want to know just to be nosy and to be my business? Or do you know because you really genuinely care and want to be of some sort of relief or assistance? So, let's see. Who else we got over here in the comments? Tiara says, I'm guilty of these actions, and I have very few friends that want to reach because they actually care. But, and you know, with that, Tiara says, sometimes we feel like if we reach, then that means we're like pushing or we're overstepping or we're crossing someone's boundaries or we're not respecting someone's space. There's a way to do that, there's a way to let someone know that you care. And that you're there for them without prying or giving them room to open that door for you to walk in. And that all starts with how you pose the question, how you ask the question. And then what your follow-up is 
beyond that. So you've asked the empty question. Someone has given you the hollow response. Do you just continue or do you stop and be like, wait a second, you are, are you really okay? Are you really good? A lot of times we don't do that. We don't do it until it's gotten beyond the recognizable point. And then we want to be like, um, well, you've been in the front for a week. What's going on? Or you've been acting funny for two weeks. What's going on? And it's like, but you knew this two weeks ago. And every day for how, or how many times I've spoken to you for these weeks, you've asked me how I was doing, but you never actually cared how I was doing. You never actually wanted to know what was going on with me. And we're all guilty of this in some way, shape, or form. And it's not a it's no one's fault. It is custom. You know, it's standard, it's our autopilot, it's our trigger, you know, that's that's just how you go through conversations. But we have to we have to correct this because there are too many people who are suffering with depression, you have too many cases of suicide, you have too many cases, you know, of all other traumatic experiences that are occurring because nobody's really asking, how are you doing? And nobody's really answering how they're doing. We are putting on this mask, we put on this facade, and we walk in it and we're comfortable in it. And it's our safe space because we almost feel like, well, if I say this, then now people know too much or people that think I'm soft or they think I'm vulnerable. Um, but then we, we, we got to check ourselves because then we can't get mad and say nobody cares or nobody nobody cares about what I'm going through or nobody's checking on me. Who have you told that you're going through something? I know for me, I've always been the strong one on the outside. Um, and I've given that presentation so people forget, like, they're going through life and just like life is lifing for them, life is lifing for me. I just don't discuss it, but I think we all need to make a more conscious effort to know that you're living like we all live in the same world. We, we don't you know our circumstances may be different. We all live in the same world. And just like life hits us, life hits other people. And so we need to be more conscious of when we lean on people or what we ask of people or how we respond to people because they present themselves as strong. Sometimes the people that present the strongest actually need the most help because nobody comes to our aid because they think we're so strong. And I know for me, there've been times that I've been down and broken and defeated and the people around me were like in shell shock. Like they were just like, what do we do? And they're just like looking like, how do we, how do we deal when the rock is broken? And I'm like, the rock always has cracks. You just never took the time to pay attention because the rock was holding you together. 
but you never paid attention to the weight on the rock. And so we have to be more conscious of our people around us and understanding that just because someone appears strong does not mean that life is not lifing for them. Okay? So let's hop back over in our comments again. Let's see. Shell Max says, I'm so guilty of this as well. Like I said, we all are. We are all guilty of it. And and some intentional, some not, but we all are. Um, because we are definitely within our own right, consumed with what we're going through and what, what's on us. And we forget sometimes that other people got stuff going on too. So just like you want someone to check on you, just like you want someone to be there for you, that person on the other end wants and needs the same thing. Let's see. Tiffany says, I create whole entire mind movies. I know. I know what people are going to say before they say it. I know my responses to what they said. By the time I go through all of that, I talk myself out of sharing. Hunchel. <sighs> Don't we all do that? We all have these whole conversations in our head and pre pre predict and predetermine what somebody's gonna say, how they're gonna think, how they're gonna feel, how they're gonna respond before we even give them the chance to do so. And sometimes we talk ourselves out of an opportunity to take some weight off because we're so stuck in our head. We got we to gotta stop talking to ourselves in our minds and stop talking to the people in front of us or they're on the phone, sitting in front of us, in the deep, whatever. We got to start talking to them instead of getting caught up in our head. Because guess what? Having a conversation with yourself sometimes, it's not going to be the greatest thing. Because if you're going through some stuff and you're talking to yourself, going through some stuff, guess what y'all going to be doing? Y'all just going to be going through some stuff together and we're just going to be spinning in a circle and ain't nobody getting nowhere. So we got to get out of that. Tiara says, our culture has, has been taught to get over it. We must change this ideology. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're told, especially as black women, we got to be strong. We got to hold it together. We, we got to do this. You got to be the mom. You got to be the, the accountant. You got to be the house. You got to do all these things. And we walk around with these burdens and these weights on our shoulders all the time. And just feel like you're not allowed somewhere we've got in our mind that we are not permitted to not be okay. We are human. We have blood in our veins, air in our lungs. We go through things that everybody else goes through. Men, women, even our children. Sometimes we dismiss children because we're like, what could you be going through? What could you be going through? You're a child. We pay all your bills. We buy your clothes. What burdens and stresses do you have? But they go through stuff too. Between bullying and wanting to fit in and discovering themselves and finding their own identity, kids go through things too. So not only amongst our peers do we need to be more conscious of these empty questions and these hollow responses, we need to start addressing this with the younger generation as well allowing them to feel safe to share what they're going through 
because you have so many young kids who are turning to alcohol and drugs and you know suicide and things like that because they don't feel like they can express themselves freely that they can talk about what they're going through freely and not be judged or ridiculed or punished or ostracized for that we've got to get out of this mentality that people can only share with you the emotions and feelings that you want them to share with you it doesn't work like that it does not Tara says our feelings must be validated to get through our concerns and actually they don't you don't need anyone to validate your feelings they're your feelings they're what they're how you feel whatever you're going through they're how you feel you don't need someone to validate them you don't need someone to tell you it's okay to be sad it's okay to be happy it's okay to be angry God gave you the right to have all those feelings a long time ago as a human being. All those feelings are in you for a reason. You are, it's okay to feel them. What we need to do, we need to, we need, we need people to understand and accept the fact that it's okay for me to have these feelings. Not to validate that we have them. They need to be okay with accepting that we have them. And us not making about us having to force them to accept them or shifting them or taking them away or changing them because someone doesn't accept them. No, sit in your feelings, sit in your truth, sit in what you're going through and deal with it. Because a lot of us are now in our 30s and 40s and whatever, dealing with things and emotions that we had at 10, 12, 14, and 15 because we kept stuffing them in the bag, stuffing them in the bag, Stuff in the bag. Nope, I'm okay. Nope, I'm fine. Nope, I'm good. Nope, everything's okay. Nope, nothing's wrong. And now, 20-some-odd years later, all this stuff is unpacking itself and coming up and coming up. And you're like, what's going on? And everybody's looking at you like, where did this come from? Because you've just been stifling. You've been, you've been hollow responding yourself to death for years. So, let's see. Show Max says, the hollow response was taught unintentionally to me. I was taught not to cry when hurt or sad and that the only correct response is I'm okay. So many of us were taught that. So many of us were taught that. We have to break that. We have to get out of that. It's not okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to have whatever emotion you're having. Which brings me to the unmasked truth. We have to be okay with being in whatever feeling we're in. Unmasked. It's our truth. Take the mask off. One, so that you can finally see what you look like and who you are. And so the people around you can finally see what you look like and who you are. Because you wear that mask so often that they don't even—they don't know what you look like without it. They have no idea who you are without it. Which is why when you finally go through something, and you finally fall into these 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 moments of anger or sadness or depression, people looking at you like you're crazy, because they've never seen this emotion on you before, ever. So they're like, 
what's going on? We have to let people see us in all of our truth, in all of our glory, in all of our mess. Now, I don't mean you got to go in and put all your business on Instagram and social media. That's not what I'm saying. But the people closest to you, and even if it's not the people that are in your circle in some way, shape, or form, it's okay to be like, I'm not good today. If you're having a really, really bad day and you're like, listen, I, I'm, I'm at my at my threshold, you need. it's okay to tell your boss, listen, today is not a great day. I'm here. I'm going to do my job, but I can't with anything else. And you are well within your right to say that. It's okay to come home and tell your kids, mommy needs an hour. I can't right now. It's, it doesn't make you a bad mom. It doesn't. It makes you a great human to take that minute and deal with those emotions. Unmasked and unapologetically. It's okay to tell your spouse, your husband, or your wife, I don't want to talk today. I can't talk today. And letting it be that. And then if you choose to want to then ex- express why, that's up to you. But you don't have to. You're okay to have a day where you're just not okay. It's okay. Take the mask off. So many of you, your mask is so heavy and so weighted and so thick. You can't even see this, the next step in front of you because you can't see through the mask. So now you walking around blind, headed in directions you have no business going into because you can't see because you refuse to take this mask off. Take the mask off and sit in your truth. Valid transparency. Okay. And people don't have to, if people don't like it and they don't want to accept it, guess what? There's a door. There it is. Goodbye. Own your truth. Be sad. Be happy. Be angry. Be pissed. Be jolly. Be whatever you need to be in that moment. All these emotions and these feelings exist for a reason. You need to go through them. First of all, yourself. So first person, you need to go through them for you. You need to go through them for you so you can recognize what they feel like for you. So you can recognize what these emotions mean to you. So you can recognize what triggers these feelings and emotions. And so that you can recognize how to deal with them and how to handle them when they come. Okay? Transparent moment. I suffer from depression. Um, I was diagnosed maybe eight years ago. Um... And one of the things that I've learned is that there are certain things that push me into a depressive state. And I can recognize, even in my physical being, in my demeanor, in my tone, in the way my body feels, I can recognize when I'm in a space of, well, you know what? I got to pull myself back because if I keep going, I'm going to push myself into a depressive state. But I had to own it and acknowledge it and recognize it 
and stop running from it or using things to cope and cover it and hide from it in order for me to be able to now know oh this feeling's coming all right i know what this feeling means i know what comes with this all right that doesn't mean that i don't have bad days that doesn't mean i don't have depressed days but i know what i need to do to get myself in get myself through it put myself out on the other side because i'm honest and truthful about what it is i'm going through so first things first is own your feelings take the mask off own your feelings for you second stop expecting people to be able to diagnose or read or understand what you're going through without you opening your mouth and saying it. And then being mad because they don't understand what you're going through. Open your mouth and tell them. So let's hop over here and some comments again. Tiara says, yes, normalize self-love and self-care. Absolutely. 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 Hey, it's Christina. Christina says, I feel like dealing with hurt and trauma causes us to hide ourselves behind the mask. It's a safe place to keep the people out that could possibly hurt us again. Absolutely. That is a valid and accurate statement. Um, but unfortunately, not only does it keep out the people that could possibly hurt you or do more damage, you're also keeping out the people that could help you. So that mask is a tricky thing. So it's not so much about wearing the mask or not wearing the mask. It's about standing in who you are regardless. And in that you'll learn who to disclose what to and who to tell what to and who you can be vulnerable with and who you can be honest with. Um, but regardless of who it is, we gotta just step away from those hollow responses those responses with zero substance that doesn't let anyone know what's really going on with you at all. So if it's someone that you feel could hurt you or could use information against you, you can just tell them, listen, I'm not good today, but I don't feel like I could share that with you. So I don't want to. Tiara says, it's very important to learn our triggers so that we can better care for ourselves. Absolutely. Absol absolutely. There are things that will make you sad or make you happy or make you angry or make you depressed or things like that. And we have to recognize them and be like, okay, what do I do now? How do I adapt, shift, adjust? Whatever I need to go through it, deal with it, and come out on the other side of it. We're all going to go through it. Nobody's happy 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365. No one. Something happens to everybody. It's life. So... In our valid transparency, today we're saying, it's okay to not be okay. And when you get up in the morning, if you're, if you're having a bad day and you don't feel good, tell yourself, you know what, it's okay not to be okay today. That's today. I might be great tomorrow, but it's okay for me not to be okay today. And it's okay for me to let people know I'm not okay today. 
and stop giving people those hollow, empty responses. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm here. I'm straight. That has no substance behind it. And stop asking people how they're doing if you really don't genuinely want to know how they're doing. That question is really not a formality question. It's supposed to open a door for people to feel safe, to express how they're really feeling and what they're really going through. And if you're not willing to offer that safe space or don't feel like you can be that safe space for them to be honest about how they're feeling in that moment, don't ask them. Because honestly, you do more damage than you do good when you frivolously ask the question without really wanting the honest answer behind it. So, those are my tidbits for you guys today on another episode of Truth Hurts. As we say, listen, if you don't want to know, don't ask. The truth hurts. But, as they say, it'll set you free. So be honest with yourself, be honest with others, and most of all, know that it's okay not to be okay. I'm your girl, Mel V. This has been another episode of the Hustle and Shine podcast on Truth Hurts, Truth Hurts on the Hustle and Shine podcast. Um, as I mentioned, today is our one-year book anniversary for Beneath the Crown, and you see it back there on the wall. So happy anniversary to all of our contributing authors to that anthology. Our third anthology, Valid Transparency, will be out April 25th. So keep an eye out for um, when we announce the official release. It will be out April 25th on Amazon and on our website and in Barnes & Nobles. So make sure you set your reminders so you can get your copy. Now, with that, if you know, if you know the diamonds, you know how we do it, you know that we're not going to release a new book and not invite you guys out to come and talk to us and meet with us about our newest release. So on May 21st in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Escovich Event Center, we will be having the Diamond Standard ATL. So if you have not gotten your ticket, make sure you go online to www.diamondwriters.com event and get your tickets today. Our crystal tickets have sold out. No more. So if you didn't get your crystal ticket, you missed it. But we still got jewels, jewel tickets and gem tickets. So get your tickets now, today. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to grab their crew and come on out. We're going to have gem classes with our amazing gem coaches, giving us some life skills and some knowledge to help us become better at who we want to be. We're going to have our sparkle market full of ton of Black-owned vendors. So let's support each other. We're going to have DJ Noné on the ones and twos, giving us tunes. It's just going to be a fun event. If you've been to a Diamond Standard event, if you've been to a Diamond event, you know the Diamond Standard and you know how we do it. So make sure you pull up on us in the A on May the 21st. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday for another episode of Hustle and Shine Podcast for the Diamond Heist with One True Phoenix and Lady J.A. for another series in our Valid Transparency month of April. Again, I hope you all had an amazing, amazing time with me today. I hope you guys are, your April is off to an amazing start. 
as we always say, continue to hustle and shine and make sure you know that it's okay not to be okay. It's been real, y'all. Have a good night.